Hello and welcome to NFTeach, presented by Aspen, the ultimate NFT platform. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy. Going to be bringing you an episode with my good buddy, TriDog. Uh, we're going to be talking about the meme economy, specifically the Doge NFT, which was the uh, an NFT that was fractionalized and it was the original basis for the Doge meme. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. It's super interesting and super compelling. Uh, to hear TriDog talk about what he's doing with his community as well as the group PleaserDAO. Uh, before we jump into it, going to have our sponsors, VinoVest, uh, do a quick ad for them and then we'll jump into the interview with TriDog. Here we go. Fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation. The problem? Historically, it's been reserved for the ultra wealthy. VinoVest is changing that. If you know me, you know I'm always looking for the next big player in the industry. I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying your investment portfolio. Wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years with 10.6% annualized returns, proving that the returns can be as robust as your favorite red. VinoVest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. You own the wines in your portfolio outright. You can buy, sell, and even drink them whenever you want. Go to zen.ai slash nfteach to receive two months of fee-free investing on VinoVest. Be sure to mention that NFTeach is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with VinoVest today. Joining me on the Aspen NFT guest line is none other than TriDog from Doge NFT and PleaserDAO. TriDog, welcome to NFTeach. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you can't see, but TriDog has a, a a very happy smile on this uh, this fine April afternoon. Um, you know, I, one of the things that we've talked about on NFT in, in multiple episodes is this idea of fractionalizing a piece of digital property. And um, we covered it in like episode three. We went into fractionalizing Bored Apes. And this was, you know, when Bored Apes were not 100 ETH. This is when Bored Apes were like 10 ETH or 15 ETH. Uh, and, and we've seen Constitution DAO. Um, we've seen sort of this idea of fractionalizing um, and, and DAOing um, really become a prominent feature. But I still feel like it's kind of underrepresented in the NFT ethos. So um, I think like I, that's a good way to hand over TriDog to you to, to kind of set up Doge NFT and talk about this project. And then we'll get into more details from there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think I'm still vibing off of uh, the April Fool's uh, campaign, you know, working for a dog photograph you uh you get to have a lot of fun uh, it's you know in a lot of ways a dream job and uh and basically the doge nft is kind of has the provenance of being you know the, not just like the og doge photograph and meme purchased from the original owner of kabusu in japan uh through the very auction very dot auction but it's, you know, it's something that now, like, as it was fractionalized through fractional.art into dog token, you basically gives you this all access first class ticket to entertainment. And so I think we did like 
four different <laughs> April Fool's campaigns, uh, varying from someone defacing the Mona Lisa with the Doge, and potentially it was Banksy, to like we have a, something called the Pixel Portal, where you can actually, uh, it's kind of like a Doge Inception, where you have the fractionalized Doge meme into dog. You can take that dog, about 50,000 dog, gets you a pixel, and you can claim your actual pixel in the original meme. That's crazy, man. Take us through the origin story of, of where this idea came from. I mean, there there's a lot of moving pieces when you're talking about, you know, getting the original Doge and getting permission to, to fractionalize that NFT. So like walk me through the process of how this all came to be. Yeah. So uh, circa September last year, um, well, actually last summer, I guess if we go all the way back to when that was actually purchased through the, the, the auction and these original, the original Doge photographs were put up for auction, PleaserDAO uh, came in and purchased the OG, the most recognizable Doge photograph for like 1696 ETH. And then they took it and they fractionalized it uh, for into kind of the same meme number of like 16 billion, six, nine, nine, six, six, nine, you know, 6969. And, uh, and that then launched a community and the, you know, point behind it was that like, you know, you're basically, you know, owning a part of internet history that gives you a, you know, this mem tokenized membership that then, you know, we've been doing things like, pixel drops uh into our most active users in the discord accounts we've done you know various other types of nft airdrops we've done token gated events we have uh token you know we have the pixel portal like i was explaining earlier um there's like all these derivative projects through what we call the bark tank and our like kind of 20 million dollar community fund um, you know, it's like, we're basically funding, we're basically memeing this next generation of Doge into existence and trying to also maintain the, like the, the, the purity of the values of Doge that I think underlie what, you know, the community cared most about, like the do only good every day, you know, acronym of Doge, right? Like we've donated a million dollars to save the children. We've donated another 500 K to dog charities, and we have a 500k donation fund that we're perpetually donating to charity. And so like, there's like this cool, like wholesome fun wackiness of it. But then there's also this like, just supporting other people, other animals, dogs, like doing like the thing, doing things that help help the world. So it's, it's a very cool, like weird intersection of like, NFTs, memes, Ethereum, all in one place. Yeah. And, and I think it, it's a really compelling project on a number of a, a number of reasons, and I want to get into sort of like how you you process the needs and wants of your community. Like, I want to get there, but before I get there, like, I, I think you've hit upon something that is a huge like substantive difference between Web two and Web three, which is you know who owns the memes on TikTok? Like, TikTok owns those fucking memes, and they're the ones making x dollars off of those memes and the original creators of those memes have no provenance or no like a really ability to claim any sort of ownership of what happens as a result of that 
that meme. Mm-hmm. And I think like you also see on TikTok uh, music that becomes that bursts and explodes because it's being used in, in memes or in challenges. And, and all of this is happening with these these mega Web2 companies sort of at the helm of ownership for everything that's happening on, the, on their platforms. And that's in stark contrast to saying like we, you know, we own the original Doge you know, NFT, we own this meme. And and out of that shared ownership for everyone, there are these opportunities to participate in our community. That is like such a freaking massive difference in terms of how we view ownership, you know, in the Web 2 world versus the Web 3 world. And I think with with traditional profile photo PFP projects, that that's not something that we really get into because, you know, you own, you know, one token of 10,000 or whatever. So, um, I, I guess like um, how did where did people's interest in terms of joining the community uh, start from? And then also like like how much of the plans for the community did you have built out once you launched the fractionalization of of the doge? Yeah, good questions. I mean, I think some people just find it funny to be like, hey, I own a part of the doge meme. So a lot of times we will say like, you know, dog is backed you know, dog being our token, because it's like you have like, and we also like to say, you know, you, it's like a, it's a memed coin, not a meme or a coined meme, not a meme coin. And then it's like, we, you know, you have Doge, which inspired Dogecoin, which inspired every meme coin. But now within and the NFT world, it's like, it's taken it to this other level where it's like, there's actually, you're actually tied to something like there's actually something behind it. So there's something funny about Dogecoin and Dogecoin may be the people's currency, but in our mind, like the Doge NFT is the people's art. And so the, one of the other things is like, and like you're kind of explaining that is like compare one thing that we like sometimes like look at is like, you know, what's the Mona Lisa valued at and like, when will the Doge NFT you know, be valued more than like an internet meme be valued more than like the most historic piece of art. And, uh, and so what's kind of interesting about that is like, you know, what if you could go to the Louvre and there was a QR code and you could, you know, basically buy, buy in and be part of something that you really care about that you think is really interesting and be part of it in some way, or even like a museum membership or like, you know, or maybe that gets you museum membership and there's the utility of owning the Mona Lisa, right? And so I think like that's basically what we're able to give people on chain within the NFT world and within like fractionalized art. And uh, and it's, so it's, it's still very early, but it's such an auspicious day because like literally Dank Bank, which I don't know if you've heard of them, raised like $4 million in in a meme amount. It was like, I don't know, 4 million, 20, 69,000 or something. And they're literally doing like a marketplace for owning, like they bought up a bunch of memes. They also host other memes like us on there. And, uh, and you can own these pieces of it, almost like trading cards, almost like top shots meets memes. And so I think what the, when the world wakes up, the kind of the next big thing after just being kind of funny and having like, being like, Hey, I own part of this, like notable, like the most famous meme in Doge is I actually, and, and I, and having access to this community or like all these perks and utility pieces that come out of it is the fact that like this, the, we're very early also in the meme economy. And I think we saw, you know, art go on chain and blow up within the NFT world, right. Uh, over the past, you know, a couple of years. 
and I think what's bound to happen next is actually memes on chain is going to come a realization where that ownership will be like retained by the owners from like day one, the creators, um, you know, whether it's on dank bank or through auctions, like how we got the doge meme, but you're seeing a lot of these memes be sold and there's a lot of transactions happening. just hasn't quite come to the mainstream yet. So there's like, there's something really interesting in this meme economy aspect as it picks up and then, you know, what better place to, you know, to be than when the provenance of the Doge NFT being the original, the inspiration for like every meme coin for like all these, all, you know, it's kind of, and that's kind of where we sit right in the NFT world. It's like, we could be the on-ramp for people learning about NFTs and who are excited about memes, but, you know, still getting into crypto. And, and, you know, the other part that I think is, is important to note um, you know, when, when I speak about fr- fractionalizing assets, part of the attractiveness to me is I think there's an accessibility piece mm-hmm. to fractionalizing something mm-hmm. and giving people the ability to spend what they can spend to be a part of a community versus, you know, the, the gatekeeping of invisible friends. And I'm not picking on invisible friends. I'm just bringing them up as an example where, you know, to grind on their whitelist, it's going to require a lot of time. Uh, and and you're going to have to get lucky and you might get this asset. Oh, and that asset might rug. Like there's something powerful to me in letting people buy into something they believe in at a price that they choose versus a price that that is chosen by, um, you know, the, the company, the organization or the creator. Now, I mean, granted, like each each dog token it, you know, has a, a, a value that I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like I can buy one or I can buy a thousand or I can buy 10,000 versus like I have to spend 1,800 USD worth of ETH to get some blind mint. And I might not even vibe with the art that I get in return anyways. Yeah, totally. It's another way to, it's another way to think about it. And I, I think we care, you know, as Pleaser Dow, the mission has always been buy culturally significant pieces with a charitable component and bring it back to the people. And, you know, the Doge was the first project like that. We also did that with the Ross Albrecht NFT that he made in prison, you know, the founder of Silk Road. And that turned into a prison reform DAO called Free Ross DAO. And all, all the funds raised for that DAO is like focused on prison reform. And then now we also probably the most famously Pleaser bought the Wu-Tang album. And, you know, that's going to be another project that's like, all right, how do you bring this like unheard album back to the people with a web three component in a really cool way. And so I think that sort of trend has like really played into like back to saying like, you know, always do good, the wholesome nature of Doge and the fact that Doge should be community owned, you know, it should be, uh, it should be owned by the, and governed by this community. And so we have, you know, the Doge, uh, D-A-O-G-E, um, our DAO, the dog DAO. And so we're like, you know, also have the plans to, you know, as we, as this goes and progresses and as we're scaling the project is like bringing this back, you know, going the route of decentralization and, you know, community ownership and giving more and more power to the community over time so that the Doge is community owned and and on chain community owned. And I think that's a really cool aspect of, you know, what this project should be. Yeah, it, it, it's really fascinating to me to think about how many conversations I have with people on where to start in the NFT space. Like you know, I have someone say, I, like, I'm interested. This sounds really compelling. I want to learn. One place I'll send them is NBA Top Shot. Why? Because it's fiat rails 
and you can use your debit card and you can buy a pack of NFTs for $9. So you can kind of learn in this safe and controlled environment. Um, but, you know, buying a, a piece of fractional art gets you access to community. It allows you to buy in in a, a mechanism and in a way that is under your control versus the control of someone else. And I think that that that, that fractional ownership is going to become one of the most important on-ramps for people into the NFT space in general because of those things that I mentioned. The, the accessibility, the community, you know, like when you're doing a fractional uh, piece of, uh, of digital property, when you're fractionalizing something and you're creating a, a DAO or a DAOJ in this case, like everything is about like people participating equitably in this, in this, this organization together. Uh, and you know, the, the scamminess of what's happening in PFP land, I hope will drive more people toward looking at projects like this, like the Doge NFT and like what, what all the other things that Pleaser's doing in PleaserDAO and just sort of see it as like, this is a really good entry point for people that want to enter the crypto Web3 space. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. I think the accessibility, the price, the just like, you know, it's not expensive and you can be part of something, a community that fits like the values that you have too. Uh, and, or, and you, you know, get access to not just digital means of interesting things, um, but also these IRL, you know, a lot of these projects are doing, you know, IRL things that like, you know, you show, you know, we did this thing called Me Wow Wolf at Meow Wolf in, in, during ETH Denver, which is this crazy artist design fun house you know, very much in line with like us and the Doge and Pleaser is like, you know, an art collective. And, uh, and so like, you know, but we token gated it to, to dog and peeps and, um, you know, it, it was, it's just like those sorts of moments are just so powerful too, is like connecting the digital and IRL worlds and having people just, you know, I think like, just again, like the values are just like so exciting in this sense. I think it's a lot different than, you know, some people are worried uh, you know, we're friends with the Dogecoin Foundation, but I think the Dogecoin Foundation and the, and the Doge NFT is like, we both want the, the, you know, underlying foundation of Doge is like these specific values of like gathering around, basically bringing more good into the world, you know, more love into the world. And that's like, I don't know, it's just like kind of, it's a very cool way to like be a part of a community that has like such, such wholesome values. A hundred percent agree with you. Um, was there ever any thought in rather than fractionalizing a piece of, of a single piece of digital property, did, did the DAO have conversations of going the 10,000 piece collection route? Like, was that ever something that was on the table in terms of how you guys were strategically looking to position yourself within the space? Yeah, what uh, I think what one of the, there's a lot of ideas, right? It's like, okay, like we have metaverse experiences. We've talked to, you know, we have we have derivative PFP projects that we've funded through the Bark Tank in the, in the community, uh, like fast food doges was one of them. You can literally like take your doge and breed it with, fr with their token, their utility token fry. Like it's kind of, you know, it's like we try to do super wacky stuff. We've had, we've had, we've had sub DAOs of fractionalized of, of the, of the pixels. We've had sub DAOs of pixels. Like there's one around this, like the nose, like snout DAO. If you got a pixel of the doge's nose, you can get it into the snout DAO. Um, there was someone else that took their pixel and then refractionalized it again, and then airdropped it to the community. Uh, 
this this uh, this person horse facts in the community. It's just like these crazy, wacky, derivative, like you know, Doge Inception things. And then I think to your point, like one of those things is like I think we want everything to tie back to the project, right? I think we're very excited to support creators and builders and artists through the the community fund um, and the Bark Tank. And so we've like, you know, we've created all sorts of things that, you know, come all sorts of derivative projects from the Pixel Portal, fast food doges. We have a, a, a famous Australian uh, puppet studio that's making a literal doge puppet for us. <laughs> like, you know, crazy stuff like this and like as well as like events and other sorts of things. But, um, you know, we're, t- we're, th- we're talking about dynamic PFPs, right? There's a lot that you can do within nfts and uh you know kind of show like you know how much how long you've held dog or like you know how much you hold and like you know that a way you can rep so that was like i think that was kind of probably the closest we've gotten but we want everything to tie back like you're saying there's like this difference between if a you know a fractionalized nft and a pfp project and i think we want to you know have everything just kind of like reiterate and build the foundation and tie back. And it's like, you know, and things you can wear, bring into that. We had Doge heads in Decentraland, you know, Pleaser and Doge have like a museum in the museum district in Decentraland, you know, and then we had these Doge heads you could wear that we dropped to people, you know? So it's like, it's just kind of like, how do we meme this, this project into existence in cool, like IRL, exciting or like web three sorts of ways. And basically I'm like saying our metric that matters is like number of tickles, you know, like, do you get excited by it? Do you, do you feel good about it? Does it make you, you know, laugh? Like, you know, I think that's literally the type of stuff we want to fund for to, with the members of the community. Yeah. The, you know, when we think about this idea at, at the top of D decentralizing and and getting away from centralization you know i think about uh, uh how how do people access funding for a project or a business in in the the web 2 world or the web 1 world or you know it's it's a lot of ass kissing and a lot of bullshit and a lot of bureaucracy that people have to go through to try to get access to funds where wherein you know buying some dog having a really dope idea that you can put in front of the bark tank in the community and like the path of being a creative regardless of where you live too because there's a lot of access issues that come in in the traditional world with finance you know if you're in a, a lesser developed country you don't really have an equitable way to participate in in the creator economy or or some of these other things that are happening so like the idea that you could be in a lesser developed country and you could be equally able to participate and take your idea and scale it is like such a powerful construct to think about. And and it's really exciting from my perspective to talk with someone who's doing something like this, uh, like what Pleaser is doing and like what Doge NFT is doing, because that's, to me, the power of Web3. It's, the, it's about accessibility and it's about access for all in a much more equitable way and uh, really excited to be able to have had this time to to talk about what you're doing with Pleaser and what you're doing with Doge, uh, it, it's it's really an exciting time to be alive. And uh, I can tell you that I'm going to be um, getting me some Doge or some dog, I should say, soon uh, because, like, I think this idea is definitely something worth supporting. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's. I think you totally nailed it. Right. Like, 
you know, we want to we want to be the the gathering place for like the wacky and wonderful of the world, people being their authentic selves and and supporting builders and creators and artists to like continue to this this doge tradition and history in crazy, you know, Willy Wonka factory sort of ways. It's awesome. Uh, are you guys going to have some events at NFT NYC this year? We will definitely have something. Uh, we have some crazy, weird ideas. Last year, we put up, I think, like we postered the whole city and we put up like 100 posters in like 25 different locations. We'll, we might do something similar instead of compete on like the event level. It's like we always got to do something a little bit different, you know? So we've been like, what are we going to, who are we going to have roving the streets in some funny way? At ETH Denver, we had people with Doge masks on that look kind of like Doge cult leaders, like giving Doge dog pilling people and giving them like swag and stickers. So I'm sure look out for some, any, some Doge, uh, some Doge activations and Doge faces for sure. Try dog. Thanks so much for joining me. This episode's been a while in the making, uh, but I think people are really going to get something out of it. So continued success with Pleaser Dow and Doge NFT. And thanks so much for joining me today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that episode of NFT with Try Dog. Uh, as a reminder, programming note, Aspen is going to launch on 29 April. You can find out more in our Discord server, which is discord.gg slash AspenFT. Um, and we're going to have great episodes. Next week's episode is coming with Tressie Lieberman, who is the VP of Digital Marketing for Chipotle. And we talk about what they've been doing in the metaverse with Roblox. So that's a great episode to look forward to. But for now, it's Dr. Jeremy signing off saying take care of yourselves and each other. Peace.